Hello, hello. Welcome to the Rebel Love Review. It's about that time. I'm about to hit you with three more of my lists, as I call them, because I have no better term for it. Um, and these are arguably the more polarizing ones of the six that I did, hence why I put them on the second part. Um, we are going to be covering my top 20 songs, my top five albums, and my official member rankings, where all of you will finally get the answer to the age-old question, who is my bias? And by finally getting the answer to the age-old question, I mean what couple of you have probably actually thought about it like once or twice. Um, so yeah, that's the plan for today, for this episode. Um, I'm going to cover the songs first, and you'll hear little snippets as I talk about them, just in case you don't remember them, or in case you're not into Red Velvet and you don't know what songs I'm referring to. Um, and then I will do the albums, my top five albums, and then the members, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, just a disclaimer. Well, not a disclaimer, more so an ex explanation about how I got these rankings. So... With songs, I literally went through and ranked... I literally went through and listened to every Red Velvet song that is the entire group and is not a re-release of... Is not... So basically... Okay. I, I worded that weird. Basically, I went through and listened to every Red Velvet song that is just Red Velvet. is entirely Red Velvet. And also is just in Korean. Now, what I mean by that is I did not re-rank the Japanese versions of the six songs that they put on the two Japanese albums. And I also did not rank the English versions of Bad Boy and Really Bad Boy. I didn't feel like rating the English versions was fair because, of course, if I understand what the song is saying as opposed to Korean where I don't understand it, it's going to get a higher score automatically. Um... And I didn't want to, that, that's not really fair. So therefore I also didn't rank the Japanese ones because they're pretty much going to get the same score that the original songs got. Um, and that also wouldn't quite be fair. So just Korean songs, just songs of Red Velvet themselves, um, with the exclusion of, or not exclusion, but with the exception of be Natural, which is featuring somebody. And what is it? I think it's the last song on one of their older albums that was like a windy uh, solo. Um, what was it? It was Russian Roulette. I think the last song of Russian Roulette, My Dear. No, 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 it's not My Dear. That's wrong. I think it's I think it's Rookie. I think the last song of Rookie is a windy solo. Um... I think I said duet earlier. I didn't mean that. Um, the last song of Rookie is a windy solo, and I just I counted that because it's on the album. Um, so I gave everything a ranking. My ranking system basically went as this. Anything from 10 to a 9 are songs that I, I love. Like, I will play them frequently. I, like, they, they are meaningful to me, just, you know, whether that be what for whatever reason. Um... I like them a lot. They are by far my favorite songs. And of course, there's rankings within that, like 10, 9.8, 9.7, all that. Um, 
uh, what did I say, 10 to a 9, 8.9 to a 8.0 are songs that I still have saved and I still play um, on occasion, but they're not my favorites. I still like them, I'll still play them, but they're just, you know, they're not like, oh my god, I, got, I really have to hear this song um, type songs. Everything from a 7.9 to a 7 are songs that I pretty much, I usually didn't save. I think a couple of them I still did save, but I usually don't have them saved. They're not things that I'll play frequently. I may think of them on occasion and be like, oh, I remember this song. You know, it's kind of cool. I, I, I want to play this. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's no, there's no better way to describe that. Um, and then pretty much a 6.9 to a 6 is like, it's okay. Um, it's a song. It's, you know, it, it's a it's a decent song. It's just not anything I'm ever going to play or listen to again um, for whatever reason. And that's pretty much where the ranking ends because I didn't really rank anything below that. I mean, it's a professional group and they get, like, professional producers and stuff to do their songs. None of those songs are going to be bad, bad for the most part, I feel like. Um, I'm sure more technical music people on the internet and out there will disagree with that. But in my opinion. Um, so nothing was below a six. Um, but that's basically my ranking. Um, and then, so for what I did, so what I did for the albums is that I basically took all the rankings from each song on that album and then divided it by however many songs were on the album. Now, this got a little fuzzy with the Japanese albums, obviously, because they only have three original songs on there. And the other three songs on the Japanese albums, like I said, are Japanese re-releases of the original song. So... What I did for the Japanese albums is that I only counted the three original songs. However, this caused one of the Japanese albums to be a little bit higher than expected. Um, and so I'll still give it its its you know its due, you know, in where it fell in my uh, album ratings. So basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give the number sixth album an honorable mention. Um, just so that way, in case we did take the album that makes into the top five, that is only three original songs in case we were to modify its score and it would fall out of the top five, I'll mention the sixth one just in case it would replace it. There's a chance that it wouldn't. I haven't done the math on it. Um, but just on an off chance, I will give an honorable mention for that. So that's pretty much it as far as disclaimers go um i know you guys are probably tired of hearing about this so we're just gonna jump straight into it um so here we go top 20 songs by the rating that i gave them on a scale of one to ten um i guess technically really a scale of six to ten because nothing fell below a six but regardless um should i should i start with number 20 well yeah duh we gotta we gotta count up we gotta build the suspense okay Number 20 is, I oh, know, I'm not, I'm not doing a drum roll, fuck that. Um, number 20 is going to be Hashtag Cookie Jar, the song. Obviously, I'm talking about songs, not albums. Um, so, my reasoning behind this is that, well, hold on, let me, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do this. I guess I can give it, I guess I can give you the score. I guess there's no, really no shame, or no pain in that um as soon as i find it okay so hashtag cookie jar got an 8.9 on my scale meaning that you know it's not one of my favorite favorite songs 
but it is a song that I have saved and I will play frequently and I listen to pretty frequently. Um, and yes, I did say that the 20th favorite song got an 8.9 rating on a scale that maxes out at 10. So yeah, you see how hard it was to make it into this top 20. There were a lot of songs that I really liked that I still had to leave off because they didn't make the score. Um, I might even mention some of those later if I have the time. Um, so yeah, Cookie Jar got an 8.9 rating in my book. Um, really, there's not... I mean, it's 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 just it's a really fun song. Um, the hard thing with singles is that I have to try to separate the song from the video, but it, that's very hard to do, especially if it's a video that's been out for a while and I've seen it so much. So I had a hard time with that. But there's only I think there's only what there's only like five or six singles on my top twenty list. So and I don't know that any of them fall in the top five. So I feel like I did a decent job at that. But, you know, not including the video, Cookie Jar is, it's a very fun song, um, it's upbeat, it's cutesy, um, the hashtag Cookie Jar part in the chorus is honestly just kind of funny, um, just because they're saying hashtag, like, not in an ironic sense, but like, as like a legit title of a song. Um, I also really like the breakdown in this song, um. I don't remember exactly, I don't remember who all does the breakdown because I think it's three different people and I just can't remember off the top of my head who does it, but I just kind of like how it slows down and how it's like a very soft, sweet singing, um, and then towards the end of the breakdown it starts to kick back up, you hear the beat kick back up, and then the very like last, I don't know, like minute or so of the song is just, just builds and builds and builds until it gets back to that original like, I guess... I guess the original feeling that it had at the start of the song, um, and it just it it does it so well. Um, it's just it's it's a very groovy song. Um, I like it a lot. Number twenty. All right, so that will take us to number nineteen, which is going to take us back to an older song of Red Velvet's, and this is going to be Red Dress. Um, Red Dress is a single from The Red. It also scored an 8.9. And if I remember correctly, it's the only other song besides Cookie Jar that isn't a 9 or higher that's on my top 20 list. Um, so that's exciting, kind of, I guess. Um, so yeah, Red Dress. Um, red, it's, so, hmm. How do I, how do I describe this song? Because it's, it's, it's very different. Um, this whole album was very different. Uh, this whole album, I feel like, was kind of groundbreaking, um, just in and of just in and of itself. Um, this is tough. This is genuinely tough. Um, I'll say this: this was one of those songs that definitely was one that I had to listen to a couple times. Um, the very beginning part um, is very different. The music is just kind of not as bad. It's just kind of like I said, different. It's it's it was strange to me. Um, and honestly, like the the verses leading up to the first chorus, you know, I was I, 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 I'm, I'm listening to it now just so I can you know recall my feelings of the song. But you know, it kind of builds and it's like okay, you know, this could go a number of ways. You know, this beginning part is kind of cool. I like the the beat to it and everything. Um, and then it really gets to a part where 
it starts doing like a, a rapid drum sound and then it goes into the chorus and the chorus for this song is fantastic like just the just the way their voices sound the the very drum heavy like hip-hop beat in the back it sounds great it's a great contrast to the verses and stuff um, I mean it's it's just like you've heard me talk about songs that do contrast and do it well and this is just this is just one of them it does the contrast so well and it really doesn't like harm the song in any way um, the breakdown is a little I mean I'm not gonna say iffy um, it's just kind of it just sounds a lot like the verses there's not a whole lot to it um, but I like how the verses sound um, so it's it's still good that doesn't take any points off of it it's just I feel like this could have been higher if the breakdown did more um, but it's still good and then of course the high notes that Red Velvet carried so frequently and so heavily in their earlier discography is present and that is always gonna get bonus points because um, they're all all five of these girls are fantastic singers and when they really let one of them typically Wendy really let it show and really just just hit that high ass note it just it asks even though the high note only lasts a few seconds it really adds to the whole song in terms of quality so that is red dress all right number 18 like i said everything else from here on out has a nine rating or higher like nine point something um number 18 is going to be all right from the uh perfect red velvet re-release of perfect velvet um so I'll, I'll explain this more when i rank the albums and everything and when i tell you my the album rankings and everything but it was kind of hard like figuring out scores for red velvet or for the perfect red velvet versus perfect velvet because it's the same album just with three songs added um but the thing that made it hard was that i really like all three songs on the re-release like all three of the added songs so that you know made it tough i was like you know do i do i add do i keep those separate do i add them to perfect velvet um and like i said i'll talk about that more later but the point i'm getting at is that i just i really like all three songs and you know i feel like that's apparent when i tell you that all right hits number 18 and got a did it get a 9.0 I believe it did, but I want to make sure before I say that. Yes, 9.0 rating, um, which, like I said, 10 to 9 is basically, I love the song, it's amazing, I play it all the time, and it's one of my favorites, and of course, you know, they're all going to be more, they're all going to meet that description more the higher number they get. So, this is at the tail end of the 9s, but it still is a fantastic song. Um... I actually think it was one of those that I, I I did like it from the start, but it really was one of those songs that improved. I mean, I, my, no, no, I'm wording this weird. My opinion of it improved as time went on. Um, I liked it at first, but I really got an appreciation for it like months after it came out, and I would listen to it again. Um, it's just like it's. I feel like it's different, but not really. It's different in the sense that. It's different for Red Velvet, at least, in the sense that it's it's a it's a super like feel good song. Like the title is called All Right, the beat is just like 
it's like a good cross between like not being like hyper and being like very energetic but it's also just like peppy it just it, it kind of it makes you kind of want to move like it's i don't know it's just it's a, it's a it's a very good beat i don't know any other way to put it um but it's different because i feel like red velvet just the feel of this song is not very common for this for their discography but at the same time it kind of is they just do it in different ways um but yeah i i really like the song i think it's very high quality um i think it honestly i'm, I'm gonna say it it probably got a little overshadowed by bad boy as did time to love just because bad boy was like that song for a while and i feel like a lot of people at least in my opinion i could be totally wrong you know some of you might have seen different but in my opinion i didn't see a whole whole lot of people really talk about the other two songs in the that were added in the re-release and it's like you know un that's understandable but at the same time it just sucks because they're both really good songs um and i almost feel like all that could have easily carried weight as like the second beat or like the first b-side on another album where they perform it from time to time besides a single um so it's just kind of a shame that it fell to second place in a re-release of three other songs so it was like the b-side of the b-sides so i don't know but basically the song like i said it's very feel good um it usually puts me in a good mood i love the old school rapping breakdown in it um irene is always going to sound good rapping um, and just the singing done throughout of it, throughout it is, it's just very soothing. Like, um, it just, it sounds very happy. Um, it's just, it's just a happy, feel good song. And I enjoy those, especially when they don't overdo it and like, seem like they're trying to force you to be happy. Like they're yelling it at you like, Hey, be happy. Like, um, almost kind of like happiness, but that's another story for another time. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it i don't really have much else to say about all that or all that all right um so that is number 18 number 17 is going to be from the album rookie and it is going to be talk to me which also got a 9.0 rating now i'm not typically a huge fan of red velvet using beats from other songs now hold on before I finished that statement what I mean by that is using beats that are used in other songs I don't know who had the beat first I don't know who used what beat or, or who yo who used whose beat I don't know you know if the producer was the same person they just used their own beat again I don't know I'm not accusing anybody of stealing or anything like that but well, you get what I'm saying I don't I'm usually not the biggest fan of Red Velvet using a beat that I've heard elsewhere um, so it, you know, it was honestly even surprising to me that this song made it into the top 20. Um, and you can see how close it is to not being in the top 20. But I had to put it in just because, for one, I already liked the beat to it. You know, even given that I've heard it elsewhere. But on top of that, they just, I feel like they do a really good job of making it their own. Um, like, obviously, you know, that's hard to say and hard to do when you use another when you use a beat from another song because like people identify that song with that beat so it's hard to take that and make it your own but still make it good because you're using the same music but i don't know just 
Red Velvet does a really good job of just adding their own flair and their own style to the song. Um, and you know, I think I think it helps that the per that the other person that uses this beat is Ariana Grande, and she is a fantastic singer and a fantastic vocalist, and so are Red Velvet. Um, so I think they, you know, I think it was a good match for them. But like I said, they just they do a good job making it their own. Um, the chorus sounds good. The verses sound good. Um, I think that the chorus is very catchy, and that could be just because of the beat. But it's you know, regardless of the reason, it's very catchy. Um, this song easily gets stuck in my head. Um, and then, honestly, the breakdown on it is I don't I don't know if I'm gonna say it's the highlight of the song, but it's it's probably up there. Just cause like it it really focuses on this beat for a minute and makes it it makes it very like bass heavy and drum heavy for a second, but then it then tapers off into Gary just talking to you. And I know some people weren't a huge fan of that, but I thought it was dope. Um, especially with Wendy singing behind her, I thought that was super dope. I thought it was cool. I thought it was different. I liked it. It was it, they took a risk and it hit with me at least. So. You know, could be the highlight of the song. I'm not sure. It's kind of hard to say, but regardless, it adds to it. Doesn't hurt it. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, very good song. Good beat to it. Um, Red Velvet really makes it their own. Um, hell, if anything, I would say that anytime I hear this beat now, I automatically think of Red Velvet's song instead of Ariana's. Um, and I've listened to both a lot, so. You know, if that's not a testament to how good the song is to me, then I don't know what is. Um, okay, so rounding out our bottom five. No. Yes. Um, number 16, we're going to go back to the red. And uh, this is going to be Oh Boy from the red. Um, I don't know why I said that twice. So this song got a 9.1 rating. And... I I think what really appealed to me about this song is and I, I, I promise you guys I'm gonna try my hardest not to recycle terms and words throughout this podcast especially since I'm just describing a bunch of songs that I really like and a lot of them are similar to each other but it's it's gonna happen and I'm just I, I apologize right now for it before I really start doing it and I start annoying anybody but I don't know. Oh boy, is a great song in my opinion. Um, a lot of it is the beat. I'm gonna go ahead and get that out the way. You guys know I like I like beats and like I just I like when a song is composed well and everything. Um, but it's also just between the vocals on the verses um, and the vocals on the chorus. This song sounds like it comes from a group that has, at the time, mind you, this was their first real album, and only their second collection of music that had been released to this point after Ice Cream Cake. This song, however, sounds like it comes from a group that has been doing this for 10 years and is so sure of themselves and is so confident in their abilities. The song as a, as a whole is simple, like, you can tell that they didn't take much of a risk with this song in particular, for whatever reason that may be. But the way that Red Velvet delivered their vocals on this song 
gives off just so much confidence and swagger, especially with the, the two main vocalists of Sogi and Wendy. Um, if I remember correctly, they carry the song pretty heavily. Most of the song is one of those two voices. I know that Yeri has a part at the end of one of the verses. I'm pretty sure Joy or Irene has a part or has a part at the end of one of the verses. And then I think somebody kicks in towards the the uh, breakdown. Even though the breakdown is also just Sogi and Wendy. Wait, is it Sogi and Wendy? It might be might be somebody else involved. I, I want to double check that. No, it, it is. I'm pretty sure it is Sogi and Wendy. Um, so obviously the two of them carry this song. But regardless, like just the way that the two of them by themselves and then the group as a whole sound, they just sound like they have so much confidence. They sound like they're so sure of themselves. They sound like they've been doing this for years. They sound seasoned almost. And that's obviously not the case. Um, so for them to really give off that sound is impressive in and of itself. And I think that's what makes me like this song so much more is that if you just played this to a casual a casual K-pop fan or even someone that doesn't listen to K-pop much, you wouldn't be, I don't think they'd be able to tell that this song came from like the first real album from a K-pop group. I just don't know that you'd be able to hear that unless you're just your ears are trained to listen for stuff like that. So that's Oh Boy. I like it a lot. Um, I know I didn't give a whole slew of reasons as to why I like it, but honestly, the few I gave are enough to carry it to a 9.1. So that's it for that. That is the bottom five of the list. So that is going to put us at number 15, which I lost my list. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Um, number 15 is going to be on the, what album is this on? I don't remember off the top of my head. Ah, Perfect Velvet. Um, so this is going to be About Love from the Perfect Velvet album, and this also got a 9.1. Um, just also, as another disclaimer, whenever I had songs that had the same rating as each other, I would pretty much just think to myself, which of these songs would I rather play on just a random average day? Like, not a day where I'm feeling in a certain mood or anything, but which would I rather listen to just, like, all day, just on a random day, um, without knowing my mood ahead of time? And I, I get that's not, you know, like, the best way to... That might not be the best way to settle a tiebreaker like that, but, I mean, it's a favorite songs list. I didn't know what other way to do it. So, About Love is actually a song that I knew that I liked, but I didn't realize how much I liked it. I forgot how much I liked it um, until I went back through all the songs and listened to them and remembered, oh yeah, this song is really, really good. Um, I even think when I listened to the album, it was one of those that snuck up on me. Like when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is a cutesy little song. Um, and then as I listened to it more, I had more respect for it as it, as you know, time went. Um, kind of like, what was it? I think it was, I think it was Red Dress. That I said was like that as well. Um, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's, the song is, if a song can be adorable, it's adorable. Um, it's just, it's very sweet. Um, it's, it's, it's very cutesy. It's happy. Um, but it's not overwhelmingly so. Um, I think it's a good thing that the chorus kind of picks up a little bit because if the chorus stayed at like the same pace and level as the verses, I might not like the song as much. Um, but honestly, it's also just like how good they sound together. 
um, you know, this this album was called Perfect Velvet for a reason. Like, this was meant to be, like, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan or an anime fan, like, this is, like, them hitting their perfect form or, like, hitting their stride. And, like, and I feel like given the songs on the album, they really showed that. Um, definitely at some parts, you know, less at, at others, but they definitely had some points where it's like, wow, this, this sounds like they have really perfected their sound to a degree. Um... I think About Love is a fantastic testament to that. Um, they all sound good. Um, everybody that sings does a great job. Um, the song doesn't take too many risks with its sound, um, but it really doesn't need to. Um, it's very sure of itself. It's very, like, it knows its place. It's not, you know, trying to reach to, you know, try to break into any other demographic a fan or anything it's it's very sure of where it is it's like this is your classic red velvet velvet song um and as far as the breakdown goes i, I really like the breakdown um it's you know obviously it has a mix of singing and rapping um you know obviously with the singing taking a little bit more of a forefront but still um it's a nice combination of the two. Neither one overpowers the other. And it really just does a good job of showing off how versatile the members of this group are. And then the whole like last minute of the song is just great. With them singing again, singing the choruses again. And having people vocalize in the background. And have people say like words from time to time. Just peppered in there as like ad-libs. It, it, the, the end of the song is almost like a quiet fanfare. That's the best way I can, I can like put it is... Like, you can tell that, like, the song is ending because everything's coming together, but it's, you know, it's not super loud and in your face, so it's it's almost kind of quiet. Um, and then the very end of the song is just adorable, um, with the beat just, just kind of riding out for the last, like, 20 seconds. Um, and the members, like, some of the members saying different things in between the beat and everything. It's just, it's, it's very well put together. It's a happy song. Um, it's almost like, it's like a lovey-dovey song, but not overly so. That's pretty much it. It's it's fantastic. I love it. Um, number 14 now is going to go back to The Velvet. Um, I think it's kind of funny that we're like specifically hopping in between like the first couple of albums and their, album, their more recent ones. Um, basically between each and every song. Um, anyway, so... This song is actually one that I, again, totally forgot that I liked as much as I did. This is Cool Hot Sweet Love off of The Velvet, and it got a 9.2, um, which was actually, was that the highest rating of the album? Yes, that was that was my highest rating of everything on The Velvet, including One of These Nights. Um, don't remember if I gave a ranking at the end of doing this album. Um, I feel like I did. So, just a little, just a little uh, minutes of guilt here. Um, some of the albums, when I did them, I didn't go back and check and see how I ranked them when I when I rated them or when I talked about the album for the first time. And you're probably thinking, oh, well, if you like the songs better than others, then you should know that. I do, to a degree. Songs that are really, really good and I listen to all the time, I do know for a fact that I like those better than other ones. And then... Honestly, when I give you guys rankings on songs on album episodes, I'm not going to say that they're not true, but my rankings change sometimes, just depending on my mood. So I might put a song above a couple of others, and then another day I might 
be like, no, you know what? This these two songs sound better than that one, and and flip it. But what that's not going to change for is the songs at like the very top of the list and the songs at the very bottom of the list. It's more so the middle that I usually get a little fuzzy on, um, and you could tell that because I said that all my rankings fall between sixes and tens, and that's not a very broad scale for like some eighty odd songs. Um, so yeah. Um, so if I contradict myself from that episode, I apologize, but like I said, this is a song that I honestly, I didn't forget it existed, but I did forget how good it was, um, until I listened to it again. Um, so let me stop talking about all this other stuff and let me talk about the actual song. Um, Cool Hot Sweet Love is probably the most extreme case of anything on this list I mean let me check before I say that is it really though yeah it's probably the most extreme case of out of anything on this list of a song that I really really had to sit with it to like it but once it came around to me I liked it a lot um it definitely starts off kind of odd um with them just saying cool hot sweet love and that's not really a beat um and then it kicks in with like this this like very bass heavy for them bass heavy for them not in general but just bass heavy for a red velvet song um kicks in with this very bass heavy um almost kind of electro beat with like this just very simple like electro sound in it and then the the verse kicks up a little bit and adds a little bit more to that and then it goes into like this completely R&B chorus and everyone is just showing off their singing talents I will admit this song does lose points because it is kind of all over the place but if you listen to any and I'm, I'm not gonna say any if you listen to other episodes of mine where I've covered songs like this that are kind of all over the place <sighs> you know that I don't mind if you do it as long as you do it well this song is a great example of them doing this well um it does jump all over the place in terms of just the way like the different parts of the song sound but each jump sounds good and each different section sounds really good um and i'd almost argue that none of the ways that they do this song like none, like, none of the different beats and styles that they have really do well carrying by themselves. So it's almost good that they mixed it. Um, at least, it, you know, it, it, I, even if it would carry on its own, I, I would say that it would still it would change the identity, identity of the song completely. And at that point, you know, would it even be on the album? Would they need to, like, do something else with it? Would they need to, like, switch it out for another song? Um, I understand, you know, why they put it on the Velvet album because it was meant to be a contrast to the super slow title track but it also is very sing heavy and still has velvet tones to it um even in between all the different like sounds that they use in this song um i will say that if i remember right let me let me check yeah there's not much of a breakdown which is a shame because i thought they really could have done something with one um but it, it's still just them harmonizing and voc and you know getting high notes and vocalizing and stuff and them just singing with the beat to carry the song out it all sounds good um a very well done song 
they definitely took a risk with this one, unlike some of the other ones that I've listed off so far. And I think that they were reasonable risks, and I think they they executed all of them perfectly. Um, so yeah, that is Cool Hot Sweet Love from The Velvet. Um, that's going to take us to number 13, which is going to <laughs> take us back to Perfect Velvet. Um, I swear I didn't do this on purpose. Um, this is going to be um, Perfect 10, which, no, did not get a Perfect 10, obviously, given its rating on the list. But uh, it did get a 9.2. Um, I think this is the first of the 9.2 songs. No, Cool Hot Sweet Love was the first of the 9.2 songs, um, which there are a few. Um, so... Again, I still think it's funny that we're we're actually going back and forth between like basically the Perfect Velvet and their first two albums. Um, there was one from there was one from Rookie, um, but regardless, don't want to get too much of the list away. Um, now this this was consistent with my list from when I did the actual Perfect Velvet episode. Um, I did say that Perfect Ten was my favorite song, and I even I feel like I don't remember exactly, but I feel like I mentioned that. I feel like I mentioned that the song is Perfect Ten and what was the other one? I think it was About Love. I'm pretty sure it was About Love. Perfect Ten and About Love are both very good songs from the album. And I really like both of them. So I would argue that potentially on a different day they could switch. But I would say for the most part Perfect Ten is my favorite between the two and obviously my favorite off the album um it's just it's very it's very sultry i feel like this is one of the first times like one of the first actual times they really play with the idea of having a more sultry sounding song um well okay let me not say that because now listening to all their old songs and stuff again they had tried it a couple times in the past i feel like but this is, I feel like, the first time it's been executed really well. Um, everyone sounds good together. Um, I would argue that this is one of the songs where it's hardest to differ the vocalists from each other, or the members from each other off their vocals, solely just because they all are going for the same sound, and they all pretty much hit it. So, whew, Sorry, I keep yawning. Um, but yeah, I just... I think they all sound good. They're all going for the same sound and they all hit that sound. Um, you know, you really tell how far they come in vocalists to this point from their older stuff. Um, the beat doesn't distract you too hard from the vocals, which is good. Um, but it still is a solid beat to sing over. Um, it still keeps you entertained. Um, I honestly can't tell what sound that is in, in the back of the beat. Um, but it's whatever that rapid tapping sound is that they use from time to time. Um, I feel like I can imagine what they're using, but I just can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's it, it sounds good. The the vocals really take a forefront. Um, even during the breakdown, um, the beat almost sounds like it steps even further back, while the vocals step further forward to become more present um, and more apparent. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's a very chill, relaxing song, um, but it's also very, you know, it's very mature sounding for them, it's very, like I said, sultry, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, 
it hits a lot of it hits a lot of check marks. It's a lot of boxes on the list of you know what to put in a song, but you know it. I don't know. It, it does it well. Um, you know this this it's a very versatile song. I feel like and and that you know it's not saying much for Red Velvet because a lot of their songs can be classified as that. But you know as a whole, I like it because you know you can be in a variety of moods and really enjoy hearing this song. So yeah. That's perfect 10. Um, that doesn't score a perfect 10. I'm sorry, that was so stupid. <laughs> um, Alright, number 12 is going to be... what? Wait, what album is this from? Oh, here it is. So, number 12 is going to be Little Little from Rookie. Um, and this will be the highest scoring song on Rookie. Now, I'm pretty sure when I ranked the songs in Rookie when I reviewed the album I'm pretty sure I probably put Talk To Me highest but I'm going to backtrack on that because it's not an original beat um, which you know like I, like I said at the time I don't want to use that as a minus point for them um, especially given that you know that's not their decision but I did feel wrong making it the best song on an album bowl of good original songs um so i was like let me put at least one original song above it because that just that seems that seems right um and i mean if i'm being honest i think i think i might get tired of listening to talk to me over and over because it has a shared beat um but i i think little little would i don't know i think i'd, I'd prefer to listen to this over and over just because the beat is original and it just it, i don't know it, it i will say it's a it's a better song than uh talk to me um so what i really so what i really like about the song not just comparing it to talk to me but what i really like about the song itself it's it's a good cross between a song that you would use to play on like a beach during the day and stuff um almost like a red song see what i did there um and a velvet song that you could play during like a night drive or something Whew. oh my god i have to stop yawning um but it's a good cross between those two feelings and i know that was just me just thinking of a convoluted way of saying that it's a good cross between the red and velvet sides but you know give me a break here i'm trying um but it's just, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a heartwarming song to me. Um, it's another feel-good song. Um, it really just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's calming, it's heartwarming. Um, I thought it's a song that you can use to get you out of a slump, or if you're feeling a kind of way. Um, I also like that this is one of those songs where Red Velvet really shines individually now obviously on most of their songs you know the verses are people or individual people singing but i think this range and this sound that they were going for was good for everyone to hit and they have multiple people jump in between parts during the verses so it's not just one person singing and then somebody else singing and then it goes to the and then it goes to the chorus and the next verse a third person sings 
and then fourth person sings, and then fifth person sings, and then you go back to the chorus. Like, they hop in and out of each other during the verses. Like, somebody will sing one part, then somebody will sing a shorter part, then the first person might go again, and then the third person might do the shorter part, and then another person might go again, or another person might go for the next part. It's broken up very well, and I think that it really gave everyone a moment to shine. It really gave everyone a chance to let their voice be heard, which, like I said, is not uncommon, but it's really well done in this song in particular. <sighs> oh my god, do I, need to, do I need to... I don't know what I need to do. Stop yawning, but I need to stop it. Anyway. Um... So yeah, it's that's pretty much it. It's just it sounds really good and just the feeling the song carries with it is very interesting and very, you know, relaxing and calming, but can also be like played during the day as like a not a super energetic song, but you know, just I don't know, it's hard to describe. I'm I feel like I described it best earlier. I'm just basically trying to reiterate a point and it's not working out very well uh but yeah so that's pretty much it again another song where i didn't give a whole slew of reasons but the reasons i did give you know carry a lot of weight so yeah that is little little off of the rookie album so that is going to take us into number 11 which is going to start a weird little five song stretch of singles that all ranked right next to each other. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I really can't explain why this happened. I, like I said, I gave everything genuine rankings, and it just turned out that like five singles all lined up right next to each other. And then after the fifth one in this little stretch, there's no more singles. The rest of the list is just B sides. So I don't know. Take with that what you will. Um, this is probably the part where I might upset some people, but. We're, we're just going to jump headfirst into it. Um, number 11 is going to be Bad Boy. Now, I, 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 feel, I feel the booze just recording this, knowing that literally no one has heard me say these words yet. I can just feel the negative energy coming off of a lot of people right now. Because I feel like Bad Boy makes a lot of people's top three. Um, but I have a super controversial... Eh, I don't know if it's super controversial, but I'm going to assume it's controversial. Statement to make about Bad Boy that might give me some hate, but I will defend it if need be. Bad Boy is a great song. It's a fantastic song. It got a, what, what did I rank it? Or what did I rate it? I'm pretty sure I rated it a 9.2. Yeah, 9.2. That's, not, that's nothing to sneeze at. However, if you take the video away from the song and if you take the initial shock of just red velvet doing a song like this and just coming for our next like they did with this song and you take away a lot of the song's power not all of it not even most of it because obviously it's still good but i feel like you take away the shock value of just red velvet doing something like this for the first time and you take the video away and the aesthetics and the visuals you take a lot of power from the song and you really drop it in my eyes from a high nine to a low nine now with that being said it's still a damn good song like it's definitely one of those songs that kind of sounds like there's a lot going on in it 
Um, not in the same sense of Cool Hot Sweet Love where it's a bunch of different sounds, but this song just has a lot going on in it by itself. Like, the beat is very, I'm not going to say complex, but it's, it at least sounds that way. Um, especially once you like factor in all the different sounds they use throughout the song. Um, but, you know, the, the group still lets their, their vocals be heard. And even though I feel like the beat is, you know, taking the forefront as opposed to the vocals taking the forefront, it works out. Um, it, it works out in the song's favor. It doesn't, you know, take any points from them or the quality of it. Um, but it's just, it's just something that, you, that I feel like you notice that the beat is very heavy in the song. Um, but like I said, vocals are still good. Song as a whole is still good. It's very catchy. This song was stuck in my head forever when this shit came out, like more so than most other songs from Red Velvet, at least single wise. Um, but obviously, you know, catchiness is not, you know, a sign for sure that a song is, is high quality. Um, you can have a catchy beat and not mean and not mean shit, but that's not the case here. This is a catchy beat. It's well done. Um, even the little ooh ooh part that they do in between the court or on the chorus and stuff is very good. Um, this slowed down. This I'm I'm saying this as I'm, I'm syncing the song with what I'm saying. The breakdown is very slowed down. Um, you know the beat for the most part stays the same, but it just feels slower. It feels like it's more focused on them trying to sound very sexy and very, I'll say it again, sultry. I, I can't think of any other words for that. I'm bad with synonyms, so don't give me too much shit for it. Um, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, like they're already, they already are keeping pretty much the same sound throughout the whole song, but then the breakdown, they really emphasize, you know, that feeling that they're trying to go with throughout the whole song, um, especially in the video. Um, I feel like the breakdown really hits you harder when you watch the video with it. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about Bad Boy. Like I said, you take a lot of the power out of it when you take away the video and the initial shock value, but it's it's still a still a dope ass song. Um, so yeah, that's it for that. Number ten is going to be off of Red Velvet's most recent album, and like I said, it's you know this is still in our five song stretch of all singles, um, and that's gonna be Zimzalabim. Um, now I know this song garnered a lot of very polarizing responses and reviews when it first came out. Um, and I understood why, um, you know, when I first gave the song a listen, I could totally see why this is a song that you're either going to love or you're going to really hate and think it's just kind of stupid. And you'll be like, why did they do this like this? I'm unfortunately on, unfortunately, (laughs) I'm you know, on the love side, however. Um, this song is so crazy and so out there and is so different that it adds to the charm of it. Um, I really like the the choruses. The choruses sound pretty standard, honestly. There, there's nothing really crazy about that, but it's we're not, not the chorus. The verses are pretty standard. It's when the chorus kicks in and the beat pretty much drops out for, like, a very, like hypnotizing almost trance sounding beat and red velvet regresses to just saying just the just the title word or just like the name of the song over and over 
and it's just eerie and spooky enough to like work and be a good contrast to the very happy vibes of the rest of the song um like like the song really just seems like it's like you're at a party and you're hearing all this dance music all this like you know high energy like in your face poppy music and then somebody got a hold of the aux cord and slipped in like some like dark kind of like edm sounding shit and it's like okay you change the vibe up a little bit but it's it still kind of hits and then it goes back to the poppy shit like it i mean and obviously you know that metaphor might not have been great because that doesn't sound like the best idea and it sounds like that might actually just fuck up the whole mood of a party but it works in the song but that's like a good way of, of me visualizing what that sounds like um so i mean and that's that's pretty much it the breakdown is pretty much i think yeah it's pretty much well the beginning of the breakdown is absent of vocals but then Red Velvet hits you with the same thing that they've been doing more and more throughout their discography is this three-piece super like difficult vocal line from three different members and they just melt your damn heart and then they throw you right back into the heat of the song and if anything make the song more intense than what it was before the breakdown um and I absolutely love that honestly um so it, it works um and then this, the last chorus, they take it and they really make it very... They almost kind of mix the mood of the two sounds that you've heard earlier. Like I said, the poppy verses and then the kind of dark EDM... Uh, gr the kind of dark and gritty EDM sounding chorus. And they really kind of mix the sounds and make the best of it. So, that is Zimzalabim. Um, I like it a lot. It's, you know, I understand, like I said, I understand why there's a fair amount of people out there that just despise it or just don't really get with it. And it, it is one of those songs, but I am on the opposite side of that spectrum and I absolutely love it. Um, I've been playing it since the shit came out. I watched the video numerous times just because I was all about it. Um, Alright, so that's going to take us to our... Oh, this is... So Zim's all been started our top ten list. Um... And so that will put us to number nine, which is going to take us way, way, way back in time, back when Red Velvet were wee little things. Um, and it's going to be Dum Dum. Now, you guys all know how much the song Dum Dum means to me. Um, maybe you don't if you haven't been listening very much um, to the other episodes. But if you have, you know how much the song means to me. Um, it was the first song I heard from them. It, you know, it might have even gained points just off of its sentimental value. I tried to avoid that, but, it, I mean, it just happens without you realizing it. Um, what did I even rank the song? I ranked, I think I ranked it 9 point, crap, I can't find it. 9.2. So, this is still in that line of 9.2 songs. Um, this might actually be the last one of the 9.2s. I believe it is. What's after it? Yeah, it is. Anyway, regardless, doesn't matter. Um... This song is just, it's, it's, it's a classic to me. Um, it's just, I feel like if, if you need to show somebody Red Velvet and they say, okay, I get what you're saying about them having two different sides. They have their red side and their velvet side. Give me a song from their red side that perfectly 
and captures how they sound when they're in that mode. I think Dum Dum has to be one of the top three songs you show them, amongst others that are also on this list, so I won't mention them. Um, but I feel like Dum Dum is one of the songs that you have to mention. And not just because it's old, not just because it did well commercially. It's it's a good song. Um, you know, I, I feel like some people will probably say, oh, but the Dum Dum part is really annoying. And they say the word dumb so many times throughout the song, and I'm like, yeah, they do. But if anything, all that does is hammer the point home of how the song makes them feel, how it makes them feel dumb of, you know, having a crush on whoever they have a crush on. And I think it just, I think it really just adds to the charm. It would be worse if the parts where they're not just saying dumb over and over sounded bad, but they don't. The chorus sounds very good. It's very high energy. Um, it's, it's very extravagant. It's very like loud. It's very proud. It's, it's just, it's, it's out there. Um, it doesn't try to shy away at all. Um, I dig the, the breakdown. Obviously, it's Irene enjoyed doing their rap shit um, like they always did back in the day. Um, but it works. Um, I did think it was kind of weird that, you know, they just kind of named off a bunch of Michael Jackson songs and it seemed like kind of a tribute to Michael Jackson. But, like, I'm, I'm fine with that. He, he was a fantastic musician and dancer. I'm totally fine with them just name dropping a bunch of his songs as like a tribute to him. It was just kind of weird because, you know, this is one of the first K-pop songs I ever really heard and I was like, it's kind of an odd thing for me to hear in the very first song I hear, or one of the first songs I hear, but whatever. I didn't care. It didn't take anything away from the song. It was it, it was interesting to me. Um, and it really showed me how much English they use in these songs. But anyway, but I don't really have much else to say about it. It's a great song, it's high energy, um, it gets you moving, it's it's a great summer song, which wasn't even the intention, well, maybe it was the intention, I don't know, I wasn't familiar with Redbubble when, when that album came out, so I wouldn't know, um, but regardless, it's it's good, everybody hits their vocals, the dumb dumb part is cute and adorable, it, it really adds to the overall charm and the presence of the song. And yeah, it's just, I feel like this song, even despite me only rating it at a nine, is really a staple in the K-pop industry as a whole, along with the album that it came from. So I can't really, I can't fault it for that. Um, so yeah, holy crap, I am at 59 minutes and I am barely halfway through this list and I still have other things to talk about. Yikes, this is going to be a long one in case you haven't already seen next. I'm sure you saw the, tam the timestamp. Um, okay, anyway, let's try to burn through this. Um, so number eight is going to come more towards the middle of uh, Red Bull's discography, and it's going to be really bad boy. Now, I already kind of, you know, shook some shit up when I said uh, that really bad boy's video is basically bad boy's video, but improved upon. Um, obviously not the exact same, but the same feel and everything. And if I'm being 100% real about it, the song is kind of the same way. Um, it really just kind of takes what Bad Boy does and what Bad Boy gave us and really just kind of improves upon it. Um, the I'll admit, when this song first came out, the, the horn in the beginning kind of worried me. Because sometimes Red Little starts off songs a certain way and then it just totally switches up later on. And it's like, uh, I, don't know how much, I don't know if I like this. Um, 
until it sits with me for a minute or until I listen to it for 80 times or until I listen to it 80 times and then I like it but this song it, it has a very good beat to it while having a very like unorthodox beat like I can't pinpoint all the different instruments being used uh, during the verses and stuff but whatever it is it sounds great um Obviously, the song being called Really Bad Boy is comical. Um, I'm not even gonna take away from that. I'm not even gonna try to try to cover up for that one. Um, and it makes it even more comical when like the whole chorus is just, he's a really bad boy, he's a bad, 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 bad boy and stuff. Um, but it honestly just kind of adds to the swagger of the song. Like it really does. Um, between the beat and just like the title of the song and everything it really just i don't know it just comes together really well um i will admit that it did kind of suck that there's not as much there's not as many just like pure vocals in this song like most of the song is them saying ah, ah or whatever i really wish i didn't do that whole note but it's most of the song is that sound them saying he's a bad boy he's a really really bad boy or something of that nature but I'm not mad about it because the song still works um, the song still like hits um, and don't even get me started on the breakdown the breakdown on this song is damn beautiful like they incorporate not only did they incorporate four people into it but just joy Hitting her stride as a vocalist, Sogi and Wendy remind you that they are some of the best vocalists in the game right now. Like, it's just, it's it's so well done. The breakdown probably, like, accounts for, like, 60% of how I feel about this song. Um, no, let me not say that. Maybe 50%. But still, that's a lot for, like, a 30-second like portion. So, I don't know. Just the, the whole song really comes together well. It does everything really well. Um, it's super catchy. It's it's a very fun song to listen to, in my opinion. Which, even given you know how far we're on this list, I don't know that I could say that a lot of these songs are fun to listen to inherently. Like I like listening to them and I enjoy listening to them. But the song is, is honestly fun to listen to. Like, um, that's that's really all I can say about it. Um, I hope that really conveys my point. And hopefully, you know, maybe someone's like, okay, I can see why maybe they put it above Bad Boy. Um, but yeah, it just, it really, the song less so in the video, but the song really just kind of takes what Bad Boy was, was trying to do and what it did um, effectively and just does it better. Um, so yeah, that's it for Really Bad Boy. Next up is the last single in our stretch of singles on this list. Um, this is going to, I think it's going to backtrack ever so slightly. Um... Not by much, but a little bit. No, it's going to backtrack a decent amount. Um, number seven is going to be Red Flavor from the Red Summer album, which got a 9.4, not the album song. Um, now, if you've listened to me talk about the video for Red Flavor and the performances and stuff, you know you already know how I feel about it. You already know my qualms about it. I'm not going to go over them again, um, just because I don't like dwelling on them. But... If you take all of that away 
and just focus on the song Red Flavor itself, it's a damn good song. Like it is a it is it's it's for lack of a better way of saying it, like it's it's like a perfect summer song. Um the beat is very bubbly and just just uh, just I don't know. I, I'm trying to not reuse words, but I'm about to. It's gonna have to happen. It's very poppy. It's very like in your face. It's very energetic. Um, it's just the beat is is the beat is so perfect for this song. It's not even funny. Um, like Red Velvet didn't even have to work that hard vocally to make the song really come to life because the beat and the sounds in the song just really do it for them. Um, the chorus is super catchy. Um, this is one of those songs where you really can't help but think about the video if you've seen the video. Um, like the rest of the singles I've done, I can really like listen to those songs and not you know, focus on the video, but this one I have a hard time with. Um, just because it just all of it just goes together so well. Um, they really did make, you know, the, that summer a red summer just with this song alone. And it's, it's, it's a great, it really is. Um, take away, like I said, take away the video, take away my feelings about how they look, take away the performances and stuff. This song is fantastic. Um, and it's, it's like the perfect thing to play on like the first day of summer. Um, and then the, don't. Don't even get me started on the breakdown. This might be one of my favorite breakdowns in any Red Velvet song ever, despite this song only hitting number seven. Um, you have you have old school Irene going with that super fast rap flow, and sounds amazing. She hasn't lost a step. You got Irene with a lot simpler rap, but her also you know using her rap voice. Um, that at this point we had only gotten so much of, and it was really a shock and surprise to hear. And then you followed it up with Sogi singing super softly with no beat behind her. Um, and Joy following that up. And then Wendy following that up. And you have the whole group in a breakdown. And it, it sounds amazing. And then Wendy carries the song through to the last chorus. It's it's such a well done song. It really is. Like from just a pure quality standpoint. You have to admit that this is one of Red Velvet's best songs, and I don't think anyone's—I don't think much of anyone's going to disagree with me on that. I feel like most people I've seen that care about Red Velvet a lot love this song. Um, just the song itself, like it's just—it was—it was perfect. It was very well done. It was great. I loved it. And then I just—I don't know. Like I said, I have feelings about other parts or other things about you know the video and everything, but regardless, the song. Is amazing. It's fantastic. It was very well sung, very well composed, and it still didn't reach my top five. It's a damn shame. It really is. But sometimes it bees like that. So that's gonna take us to number six, which is the first non-single song we've done in a minute, um, and that is Candy. From I believe that's from the Ice Cream Cake album, but let me double check before I say that for sure. Yes, um, which just a little, uh, somewhat of a spoiler, somewhat of a teaser. This is actually not the highest rated song for me on that album, so hmm, look out for that. Um, so Candy is number six. Um, I feel like this is probably gonna be one of those songs that you know you guys don't remember as well. 
um, let me not say all of you, because some of you might, but like, I don't, I don't know why, I just remember a lot of Red Velvet's early stuff very well, probably because it's when I first got into them. Um, <sighs> oh my god, stop. Okay. Hey, when I'm yelling and I can't just like force it to stop, like, so, Gandhi is kind of a switch up from probably like the last, I would say like six or seven songs we've talked about, um, but you guys know how much I like R&B and R&B sounding music. While this song isn't quite R&B sounding, um, and while you would probably think, oh, why does he like this song as much, he usually doesn't like these really slow songs. If the whole song kept the beat in the beginning that has in the beginning of it being very slow and just being gentle, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But then a like a bass drum, not a bass drum, I don't know what kind of drum it is, it's a drum of some sort that's very bass heavy, kicks in and then you start to get more and more sounds incorporated into the the beat of the song as a whole as the first verse is coming to a close and then the chorus kicks in. And it's just, it's so pleasant sounding. That's what it comes down to. And that's gonna sound weak compared to how it compares to these other songs, but it, it's just, it's, this song is so pleasant to listen to. Like, I don't know that even people that don't like K-pop, I, I feel like people that don't like K-pop could still get into this song. I guess it depends on their music, their music, like, preferences. But if you don't mind, like, slower vocal heavy songs, like, it's, it's just, this song is so, soft and sweet to listen to you could damn near fall asleep to this shit and that's I think that's a good thing like um everyone's vocals sound good there's another song where it would be hard to tell that this is a group that this is literally their first like collection of music that's not a single that they've ever released like they all sound good but you know they sound good partially because I feel like none of this is too vocally difficult um so, especially not for them, especially not for professionals. So, oh. Yeah, I'm so tired of yawning. Oh my gosh. I didn't get much sleep last night, so. Anyway. So yeah, this song is, it's, it's just, it's, it's a joy to listen to. It really is. Um, I love listening to it. It, it really is one of those that can get me out of any kind of mood. Um, it just, it's. It, it sounds great, it, it flows well. Um, this is one of those songs that keeps the same sound pretty much throughout the whole song and it really makes it work. Um, it kind of perks up in the breakdown. Um, I guess the first part of the breakdown, the song's kind of long, it's kind of hard to identify what is the breakdown per se. Um, but regardless, over the course of it, like it's, it's, it's very well done. Um, it sounds good, whatever, you know, whatever all encaps whatever all is part of the breakdown. Um, wherever that starts and ends. It it sound it sounds great. It brings enough change to the song that it keeps you interested but doesn't change the identity, which I love. Um, and then the vocals just get super heavy in the at the end and just super high not super high pitch, but super like intense and it just it works for the climax of the song. It's a beautiful song, and it still didn't hit my top five. Like, I don't even know how to describe these last five songs because 
I love them all so much, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've given away how I feel about everything else, and you're gonna be like, this doesn't sound like he likes these as much. Um, but anyway, that's candy off of ice cream cake. That is going to take us into our top five Red Velvet songs. My top five Red Velvet songs. Um, I don't really have anything to lead that with. I don't have a segue for that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, none of these are singles. That's Stark. None of these are singles. All B-sides. Red Velvet has some dope-ass B-sides. Um, and I'm pretty sure all of these... Let's see. What is number five rated? All of these are a 9.4 or higher. Wait, what was... Wait, hold on. Okay, y'all, I'm stupid. Red Flavor and Candy were also a 9.4. But still, regardless, these are all 9.4 or higher. So, obviously, these are songs that I absolutely love to death and are my favorite Red Velvet songs, you know, for whatever reason that I'll go into once I get to the song. Like, these are, these are it. It's hard to do any better than any of these five songs. So, number five. Probably a little bit of a probably a little bit of a, a, a sleeper to most of you. Sayonara from the Sappy album. Um like I said, I got a 9.4. I, I like this song really snug up on me. Because this was while Red, Red Velvet was on tour in the US. They had already dropped the single for Sappy. And then they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to hit you with another single from the album. And I'm like, isn't this going to be like Cookie Jar with three original songs and three remakes of other songs? And you've already dropped two of the original songs. This album's not going to be a surprise when it comes out for real, for real. But I wasn't mad about it. Because Sappy was a good song, but then they hit us with Sayonara. And this song is just... Ugh. I, I, I love this song. I like how their vocals jump frequently from soft and sweet to um, very like intense and in your face, um, especially during the chorus when they say sayonara and stuff. Um, the beat with the with the drums and the piano is very simple, but it's very clean sounding. It's very solid sounding. Um, this song also just it sounds like a it sounds like a fun song. Like it sounds like it was fun to record. It's 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 fun to listen to. Um I like the way that they play with the beat dropping in and out. It's just it's I like it's it's a very good song. It comes together very well. Like I said, the beat is simple, but it sounds fantastic. Everyone's vocals sound great. Um it's just it's 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 really high quality. Um, I feel like it's very apparent that Wendy and Sulky carry the song, which they carry a lot of Red Velvet songs, but it's a little bit more apparent here because they hit, they are the main ones on the choruses, but even when everyone else does their smaller parts, they sound fantastic. They really let Sulky and Wendy carry the higher beat, or higher beats, the higher notes and stuff, and the more strenuous vocal notes, but then everyone else does a fantastic job hitting their parts and it's just it it's so good the breakdown the play is almost like with the breakdown they realized what they had with the song and how the song already sounds so they made sure that the breakdown didn't change too much of it all you had to do was change the beat up a little bit 
add, you know, adjust the vocals some and just hit, let Wendy hit a fucking high note at the end of it. That seems like, that seems to be like Red Velvet's constant recipe for success. And like, damn it, if it doesn't work, like, I don't even have much else to say about the song. Like, Joy sounds great. They all sound great. It's 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 fantastic. I I, that's that's it. That's the tweet. That's that's the that's the ranking. And I still have four other songs that I like more than this. So number four is going to go back in time yet again, and I believe this is from the red. No, it's from Really Bad Boy. So it's gonna go a little bit back, but not too much. You know, not too far. Um, I don't know why I thought it was on the red. Um, this next song is going to be So Good from Really Bad Boy. Um, which... I... trying to remember. Did I... I don't think I gave a ranking on songs when I did Really Bad Boy. That was, like, only my second episode. That was after I did my intro episode, and I was, like right after that album came out so i don't think i i don't think i thought to do rankings yet um but so good was my favorite song on the album despite all the praise i give to really bad boy it it was better than really bad boy um and this was another one this was one probably like the main culprit of songs that i had saved and stuff but i forgot how good they were until i listened to them again and really like zoned out any other distractions and really focused on the song yo this song is great this song has a lot of heavy, like, American R&B vibes. To me, to me, I could be wrong. Some of you might have a different definition of R&B in your head, and you might be like, this don't sound anything like that. That's how it sounds to me. Um, I really like this kind of, like, fast-paced beat with, like, these, you know, different sounds coming in and out of it. Um, the beat sounds kind of experimental, but still sounds very solid and doesn't sound too crazy at the same time but my favorite part is the chorus i love the chorus of this song um this like almost kind of rap singing that they're doing or that they do it just sounds very clean it sounds very good you know it's not a sound we hear from them often um but it works like i wish they would do more of this um and just like, I don't know, like, this, this song is such a joy to listen to for me. Um, it's it's fast paced and, and high tempo enough to be energetic, but then slows down at some parts and really hits you with that R&B feel. Um, and you know from my list that I've been reading off how much I like that. Um, so that just, that kills it for me. Um, really not a whole lot else to say about it um i think the let me let me play the breakdown real quick for myself oh i do i do love the breakdown on this i don't know why this song never sticks out in my head too much it's one of my favorite songs until i hear it again um but the breakdown's really good like it starts like it starts off with you know like it starts off very vocal heavy and then it slows down and then it picks up a little bit uh for like kind of like rap singing part again and then the beat slows down again for some odd reason and then drops out and then kicks back in with such force that it just ugh, it just overpowers you and it's just it's it kicks back in with such force that it almost it, it, i mean i feel like it's the same as the chorus from 
earlier in the song, but it just sounds louder. It sounds better. It sounds more aggressive. It sounds more fun. It's something about it, just the way that they drop it out and then bring it back in such a way. Like, song is fantastic. I don't want to, you know, drag on too much trying to strain myself to think of other things to say about it. It's great. I love it. That's going to take us into our top three songs. And starting with number three is going to be a song off of the Summer Magic album that we got not too long ago. Blue Lemonade. Now, I feel like me saying the album that it came off of probably gave it away for a lot of you because a lot of you probably remember that episode. Or some of you probably remember that episode because it wasn't that long ago. Um, I, Y'all, I just... It, I'm going to be real. Part of the reason I like the song so much... What did I give the song? A 9.5. Blue Lemonade 9.5, which means the last two songs are higher than 9.5. Um, the reason I like, I'll, I'll be honest, part one of the reasons I like Blue Lemonade so much is because I love Lemonade, and the name of the song really, really just kind of grabbed me. But beyond that, beyond the dumb reason, this song is just, it's, it's a fantastic mix of a sweet, sappy, kind of almost kind of lovey sounding song and a summer bop like it it really brings the best of both worlds um you know the chorus is not the chorus the verses are high energy um and the beat starts off kind of slower and starts off almost kind of empty and then really kicks in for a second and then goes to this basically the second half of the verses where it's a little bit more high tempo it's a little bit more present and then it does that build up again and goes into the chorus and the chorus on this it's just it's so just sweet and just it almost is sickening just how sweet and cute this chorus is like but it's it's well done um it's not overwhelmingly so it's very like well done and it's, it's you know it's very It's kind of odd to say, but it's very controlled in a sense. Like, they didn't just run away with this, with the chorus and with the sound of the song and just try to make it, like, over-the-top cutesy. But it's just cutesy enough to, like, just make you fall in love with it. Like, because that's basically what I did. Like, this like this song was not one of those I had to listen to. I fell in love with the song from, like, day one. Like, the moment I heard it. Like, I listened to this album and I was like, why they put this little gem of a song here at the end? before the English version of Really Bad Boy. Why are they about to, like, fuck up my whole day like that? And it's just, it's... It almost has, like, old-school music vibes. Kind of, to a degree. I feel like you don't hear many songs that sound like this nowadays. But it works. And they they do a fantastic job of it. Um, I even like the, you know, the little mini breakdown in the verses. Um, where the beat kind of drops out a little bit and just becomes very drum-heavy. Um... But as far as the actual breakdown goes, I'd really, really like the actual breakdown. Them starting off with singing, um, with like a, a simplified version of the beat, and then the beat just kind of quieting down for a second, and then it's just like Wendy and Sulky harmonizing and vocalizing, and then it just kicks right back into the chorus. Like it basically slows the song down enough for you to realize that the breakdown is happening, but not so much that it loses the feel of the song or it changes the feel of the song. Um, and after that, the chorus after that sounds great. The verse after that sounds great. It's just, 
This is one of those Prime songs where the song almost sounds like it gets better and stronger after the breakdown, and it it works. It it works a lot. It works very well. I love this song to death. Wendy's ending is is great. It, ugh, I just I there's not enough I can say about that song. It just it is very happy and you know good sounding to me. And it's definitely one of those songs that I can play in a variety of situations, and I always love songs where I can do that. All right, top two time. Number two is going to go all the way back, all the way back to Ice Cream Cake yet again. And it's going to be 9.6 rated something kind of crazy. Now, I think this is where I'm going to lose what few people I still have that are agreeing with me. And thank you to those that stuck with me so far. But I like I said, I probably lost you here. And if I didn't lose you here, I'm going to lose you with the last one. Something kind of crazy. I... So this is one of those songs where I'm not like there's not a lot of feeling attributed to the song per se, but given that I've you know this song has sat with me a lot longer than most of the other songs on this list, also just because it's you know one of the oldest songs, I've been listening to this song for a long ass time. I heard the song when I first listened to their album, and I fell in love with it immediately. It's it's just it's so sweet. It's so cute. It's a fun song to listen to, which I feel like I've said that about like the last three songs, but that's obviously my defining factor is if the song is fun to listen to. Um, the beat for this is is different, but I like it. Um, the chorus is the most adorable thing that Red Velvet's ever done. Like something kind of crazy happens to me, and they just all sound great. The, the you know they're in harmony like I don't I don't know I feel like I haven't done the song justice in terms of describing it to put it at number two but it's just it's it's such a, like I said it's just such a cute little song and it's 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 perfect um the beat has enough of a kick to it to like give it a little bit of life but then the vocals and stuff really bring it back down to earth and really give it that soft, sweet, silky feeling. Um, the verses are really good. Each member really, you know, takes hold of their part, I feel like, and really makes it their own. Um, even Lil Yeri, in her first, you know, collaboration with Red Velvet the first time, you know, the first collection of songs that they did with her involved. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I love it. This song really can match a lot of different feelings. Um, like it, the the breakdown is dope. Um, it's simple, but it works. Um, I don't know. The, it's it's just uh, this is like the cutest song the Red Velvet's ever done. And like I said, it still like doesn't hit that area of okay, this is a little too cutesy, makes me sick. Like. Which is a difficult range to not hit. It's difficult to find that perfect balance, perfect balance for me, and this song definitely does it. I just, I don't know. I've used this song for a variety of occasions, and it just, it always works. It always makes me happier. It always gets me out of any kind of slump I'm in. Like it's just, it's great. I love it. Best song off that album. One of the best songs from Red Velvet, Red Velvet ever. Um, I almost wonder how they would sound trying to do this song now given how much they've all grown vocally. I don't know that'd be much different, but I'd be curious to hear it. I, I, I would like to see it. Um, shout out if you got that meme. All right, 
That's going to take us into number one, a whole hour and a half into this podcast. My God, this is taking so much longer than I expected. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll, we'll live. It's going to be a pain in the ass to edit and somewhat of a pain in the ass to listen to just because of how long it is. But we got to get through these lists, right? All right. Number one. And I feel like some of you might already know what number one is if you listen to, if you've been listening for the past few weeks and you notice that there's a particular song that I've left off of the list so far because it's better than all this other stuff. Um, And I will admit this song probably only gets this top, top, top spot because it's newer and it's fresher and it's just, it hasn't sat with me as long and it hasn't had time to get old. I think if you ask me in like six months time, this song might fall out of the first place spot it might still be in the top five but it might fall out of the first place spot but for now it's here and we are going to accept it number one from the rev festival day one no it's not sunny side up no it's not milkshake go ahead and get that off your mind because i know a lot of y'all out there love that song those songs it's not those doesn't even make top 20 don't even play with me lp lp at the moment is my favorite Red Velvet song ever. Again, that might change in some time. And I, you know, if that, you know, is unfair, I'm sorry. It, sometimes that's just how music works. You know, newer songs just are higher rate, are just higher ranked and sound better just because they're newer. Um, but it would still sit top five even after some time. Like, this, there's no way this falls out of the top five. I gave this a 9.7. The lowest I could see it falling to even after time passes is a 9.5. And that's still, like I said, that's still his top four or top five. So it's just this, this, I mean, it's, it does, this song does everything so well. The beat is good. The vocals sound great. It really matches the rest of the album and its sound and it doesn't alienate itself, but it establishes itself to me as the elite song. The chorus is uber catchy. The beat is just the beat just I've, i said it in the episode where i review this album and i'm gonna say it again the beat sounds like if you gave a high class producer some wii sports music or some music off of a wii game and told him to make it into a song this is this is what it would sound like and I'm, i would imagine they probably did something like that like this literally sounds like you took a, a wii sports beat and like just threw some sound effects on it and added a drum line like but it works it sounds so odd it's so unorthodox but it works and their vocals are great you know this is obviously the most recent album Revel was put out so their vocals are gonna be at their best that they've ever been like the the verses sound great like the it just ugh. I don't I don't have words besides the words I've already said it's a fantastic song. It is the, it is my bop of the summer. I play this shit damn near anytime I play my Spotify, um, whether it be at somebody's house or it be in the car, wherever. This song, like, slaps the shit out of me, and I love it. The breakdown is dope. It's simple, but it's dope. You know, they have this part where it's the beat just kind of speeds up, and they're just kind of singing over it, and then it quiets down. And then this, what the, like, they throw a damn saxophone fucking solo. Like, what? For what reason? I don't know. I can't answer that, but it works. 
Like, I don't I don't know that anybody in the group can play saxophone. They probably got some outsider to do that. But still, the song is just... Ah, it's amazing. Ah, I just... Uh, I, I just... Nothing else I can say. I almost just want to sit here in silence so I can make y'all listen to the rest of the song and, and appreciate this for what it is. This song is just... It's it's so good. It's so awesome. The breakdown's perfect. The chorus is amazing. The verses are great. Like, it's... a it's a perfect summer song. It's high energy. It makes you want to move, but it's also just something you could groove to. I, I don't, just I, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. That's that's all I have to say about that. Fantastic song, really. It really is. I love it to death. Like I said, give it some time. It might not be number one. Something kind of crazy may reclaim that number one spot, but it still doesn't drop below four or five. So don't get your hopes up for Milkshake or Sunny Side Up to overtake it. Both great songs. I will give you that. I might even say on a, on a certain day, I might rank Sunny Side Up higher than Milkshake. It doesn't beat Zim's Alabama. It doesn't beat LP, but I might rank it higher than Milkshake because some of you guys were like, what? It's fourth? Why? Like, it's not even better than Milkshake? I'll, I'll give it better than Milkshake on, on, a, on a certain day. So, yeah. That is all for the top 20 songs. Let the debates commence. Say what you must. Say what you feel you need to. Call me what you feel you need to. Say whatever you want. I'm here for it. I want to hear about it. I really do. Um, but I've already run this podcast much longer than I wanted to. And I still have two other things to talk about. So let's just jump straight into those. So... Now that you know my top 20 songs, I bet you probably think, oh, well, I know his top five albums now. Eh, you might. You might not. It's, you know, it's probably not that hard to figure out, but, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. So, oh, excuse me. All right, so we're going to do this the same way we did before. Uh, count down to up. And we're going to start with the honorable mention that I mentioned earlier, just in case the Japanese album that does make it on this top five list would have its score changed by the other three remade songs on the album, um, just in case we decided to include that to make it totally fair, per se. Um, honorable mention goes to... Um, there's actually quite a few albums with this score, so I have to make a decision here. I'm going to say Really Bad Boy. Honorable mention Really Bad Boy. That probably surprised some of you. Just because you're like, what? He really likes Really Bad Boy, and he didn't make that one of his top five albums. No, surprisingly enough, I didn't, um, as a matter of fact. And if there's really a reason, if I had to pinpoint a reason, and I hate to call out a song like this, Sassy Me is, it's not a good song to me. Sassy Me got a 6.5. It's like, I think it's tied for the lowest score of any Red Velvet song. And I don't know, it's just... It's one of those songs that tries something different and it just does not land, like, at all. Um, I mean, the the part where they kind of drag their notes in the, like, in the chorus or in the verses is kind of funny. But besides that, it's just, it's not a, it's not a cohesive song. It's just kind of, it's very all over the place and not in a good way. Um, it, like, I feel like it tries a bunch of stuff and, and none of it really lands like it should. So, I mean... I hate to call out a song, but if I had to say there's a reason why Really Bad Boy doesn't end up in the top five, it's Sassy Me. Because um, even Taste got it at 7.6, which is not a great song, but I still respect it and I still like it to a degree. 
Um, and honestly, really bad boy should have been higher because really bad boy and so good both got over nine point threes, and butterflies with eight point seven. So literally, if you take sassy me out of the equation or change it with a better song, really bad boy probably hits top five. Like no, like no qualms about it. Um, so doesn't get an honorable mention for that. And that's going to take us to number five, which is going to be The Red Summer. Um, again, you guys know how I feel about uh, the stuff, some of the stuff surrounding the Red Flavor song. But at the end of the day, Red Flavor is still a fantastic song. It still scored a 9.4 with me. Um, and the rest of the album, while it declines from there, is still solid. Like, you better know you got an 8.8. .8, Zoo got an 8.4. Mojito got a 7.9. I might even argue to bump that up to an 8. Um, and Here the Sea got a 7.6. Like, I think this this album benefited from not only not having a whole lot of songs on the album, but all the songs being pretty good in my eyes. Um, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a good project. It really is. Um, that really, Red Bull really wanted to establish themselves and really wanted to be like, hey, did, did you forget about us? Because we're still here. And really remind everybody what they could do and how well they could sound and how easily they can make a summer smash. And that's what they did. They made they made a few of them and put them on an album and threw them at us. So that's number five. So number four. Oh, I should probably tell you the, the average rating that these are getting. So really bad boy got an average rating of 8.3. Red Summer got an average rating of 8.4. Number four is going to be the perfect red velvet, which gets an average rating of 8.4 as well um so basically what i did was that instead of just taking the three songs off of the re-release of perfect velvet and you know making them their own separate thing because that would have just been unfair in terms of score and stuff i just added in the scores from bad boy all right and time to love to the pre-existing to pre-existing to the pre-existing scores from Perfect Velvet and just made a new score for the album and it came out higher than Perfect Velvet which I was fine with because I do think that the re-release is better um but regardless the whole album as the album as a whole is already really good I already really like the album Sans Bad Boy and everything um that was the first was that the first album I bought from them but yes it was first time I bought from Red Velvet in physical copy and I was very happy with it. I was scared that I wasn't going to like it because I, I hadn't even heard the whole album yet when I bought it because I pre-ordered it. Sounded great. I loved it. I was very happy with the purchase. Um, I believe... Let me see what each individual song got. So, as far as the original Perfect Velvet, um, Peekaboo got an 8.5. Look got an 8.1. I Just got an 8.7. Kingdom Come got an 8.3. My Second Date got a 7.1, which, is, if you remember, was my least favorite song on the album. Um, Attaboy got a 7.9. Perfect 10 got a 9.2. About Love got a 9.1. Moonlight Melody got a 7.5. And then as far as the re-release songs, Bad Boy got a 9.2. All Right got a 9.0. And Time to Love got an 8.7. So really all the re-release songs did was just really beef up the score of the original album. Which landed at number... What did I say? Four? I think I said four. Yeah. Alright, so number three then is going to be Ice Cream Cake with an 8.6. Yeah, 8.6. Couldn't read my own handwriting for a second. Um, 
that shouldn't be a surprise given that Candy and Something Kind of Crazy ranked so high. Those two songs really carried the ranking for it. I love those two songs to death. Um, add that in with the 8.7 that Ice Cream Cake got. And really, I'd almost, I could almost possibly rank it higher, but it kind of sucked because if I'm being real about it, if I'm being real about it, Ice Cream Cake is a great song. However, you take the video away from it and it really loses a lot of its luster to me. But still a good song. Um, Automatic got an 8.0. Um, Stupid Cupid got an 8.4. And then Take It Slow got a 7.6. Um, so I think that also helped that the weakest song of the album only got a 7.6, which is still a decent score. Um, but yeah, I really love Ice Cream Cake. Um, it was a very solid album. It sounded very good. You know, They don't take a whole lot of risk with the songs on there, but I think that works out because it's a newer group. They didn't really need to. Just do something simple to just really establish their footing. And that's exactly what they did and what they needed to do. Um, so number two then, and here's where it gets a little controversial, is Sappy. Now, that probably, Sappy probably got that high of a score due to the fact that I only ranked three songs. But it's not super controversial at the same time because given their scores, it kind of makes sense. Sappy itself got an 8.8 because even I'm not a huge fan of the video. I didn't think the video was all that great. Um, the song is really good. Just hearing the song by itself is really good. It's an 8.8. Um, Sayonara came in with a 9.4 because I love that song and that you know landed in the top five. And Swimming Pool, not a great, great song, but not like bad either. So it got a 7.9. Not something I'm going to listen to and, sh and play all the time, but you know it's there. I like it. Um, it's not, well, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say I like it, but it's, it's a good song. It's not bad. Um, so yeah, that really sappy, obviously sappy and Sayonara carried that really hard, but I mean, that's just, that's how it goes sometimes. And I love Sayonara that much that it could carry a little three song set of original songs to one of my favorite albums. Um, and so that's going to leave us with number one, which shouldn't be as much of a surprise. And again, I'm going to say the same thing with LP. This might change as the album gets older, but even then, I don't see it falling out of my top five. The Rev Festival Day One. This collection of songs might be, obviously, to me, is the best collection of songs that they've done. But, like, it's it's just, it's so well done. And I'm almost scared that they've called it Rev Festival Day One because I've already heard that they're going to do a Day Two and, like, a finale or a Day Three or whatever. The, the Day Two, the next two parts or however many parts they do are going to have some pretty big shoes to fill. Because day one killed it. Like, Zim's All of Bim was a 9.2. Sunny Side Up is an 8.7. Milkshake's an 8.8. .8. Bing Bing is an 8.1. Parade's a 7.9. LP's a 9.7. Like, the low, the weakest song on the album is still almost an 8. Like, that's, that's, that's really good. And that's really hard to follow up on. But, I mean, if anyone can do it, Red Velvet can. So, I will totally be looking forward to that. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it pans out. But as of right now... Red Festival Day 1 is the best album Red Velvet has released. And LP is the best song that Red Velvet has released. So, yeah. That is it for that. And now we're going to round out these last few minutes with my member ranking reveal. So, we're going to start with number 5. And to some of you, this is not a surprise. To some of you that know me in person... Um, that have seen some of the Red Velvet merchandise that I have and some of you that have talked to me on the internet will know this or if you've seen my Twitter you might know this. Regardless, we're going to talk about it. Number five 
in my favorite members list. And mind you, I don't dislike any of the members. I love them all to death. I just like more. I just like some more than others. But that's that's how it's going to be. It's just how it's going to work out. Number five to me is going to be Joy. Um, I love her confidence. I especially love that she's coming into her own as a vocalist. I'm really happy that that's working out for her, and I really hope that it's hope. I really hope that that's helping her see that. She is a great vocalist, as I remember seeing in a show a while back that she was worried about her vocal skills and becoming like the high quality vocalist that SM was expecting of her and stuff. And I think she's doing that and then some. Um, I, like I said, I love her confidence, love her singing. Like, but that's really all for me. Um, she's very pretty. I mean, they're all very pretty. That's to be, that's not saying much. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't really have anything bad to say about her. I just don't have a whole lot of compliments for her. Um, but I still. I mean, I still love her. I. I still think each and every person in this group, you know, gives something to the group that you couldn't get anywhere else, um, or you couldn't get without them. So, I still appreciate them all for that. Um, number four is then going to have to go to Irene. Um, love Irene to death. I think she's a fantastic leader. Um, and I really didn't really start to realize just how pretty and is, okay, let me, let me say this differently. I didn't realize how pretty she is, not just in appearance, but just the way she carries herself and just how stoic she always looks and how she really gives off an air of professionalism until recently. Um, Irene used to be my, my least favorite member, but she's slowly working her way up the list just based off all these things I'm noticing about her that I didn't notice before. Um, and obviously, she can rap her ass off, and I fucking love that. I love when we go back to old school Irene rapping. It's it, it's amazing. It's adorable. I love it. It's awesome. It's badass. It's cool. Um, it's very nostalgic in, in, in a sense. So yeah, that's number four. Number three is going to go to Kim Yerim, a.k.a. Yeri. Um, AKA Squirtle for those old school Red Velvet fans that remember that those days. Um, Gary is, I think she's maturing very well. Um, I think she's really establishing herself as a writer and as a rapper among you know members of Red Velvet. Um, both of which can only bring good things for her. Um, and I really see a lot of similarities in our personalities per se um i feel like yeri is very playful um she jokes a lot she likes to tease her friends and her you know fellow members and stuff um i am like that with my friends i'm like the person that picks on everyone and stuff um i'm very joking and you know i just i have what i feel like is a fun uh personality for the most part um, so I just, I see a lot of similarities in, in like the way we act and stuff. Um, I also love that Yeri didn't let all the negative like attention and stuff that she was getting earlier in her career, get her down. Um, and really like just let her like, it, it really, she didn't let it get the best of her. And I really, really respected that. And that showed a lot in just how mature she was becoming already. And that was like when she was still like 17, 18 years old, um, so, mad respect to her for that. Um, also, she's just, I mean, 
her her Instagram is is pretty funny, honestly. Like, just the way that she's not scared to like put the camera like right up on her face and show close ups of her face, just so you can see like the intricacies of her makeup and stuff is just funny and just like I don't know, just just the air about Yeri is is very enjoyable. Um, I feel like out of like pretty much anybody in the group, she'd be the most fun to hang out with. Um, so number two then is going to go. And I feel like this is a much as a much of a surprise because I compliment these two members more than I do anybody else. Number two is going to go to Wendy. Wendy is adorable. She seems very well put together. She seems like she is very sure of herself. She's confident in her singing abilities. Um, She's confident in her talents. She really doesn't, you know, let things get to her. I feel like, um, you know, I, was, I respect her a lot for how she overcame her weight problem during the, the Red Summer release and during that comeback. Um, she's a fantastic singer. Like, I don't even listen to other K-pop groups for real, but I feel like she's probably the best vocalist in all of K-pop or at least one of the top three. Um, I don't know. She just... she. There's a lot. There's a lot of redeeming qualities about her. Um, I feel like her speaking English probably is like an unfair advantage to her. But I mean, it didn't carry her to number one, did it? So, is it that unfair? Um, but yeah, she seems she seems very down to earth. Um, fans seem to love her. She seems to really love her members and really care about them. She almost seems like the next closest thing to a mom figure in the group, next to Irene, and I love that a lot. Um, she, she knows how to be funny. She knows how to joke with other people. Like, she, she like, plays into sarcasm well and stuff. And I know she's had issues in the past with things that people have conveyed as racist. But if we're being real about it, like, take the bias out of it. If we're being real about it, if it were another K-pop star, I wouldn't blame them for it either. Because there's, there's just not shit for black people in Korea. And I know that Wendy was pretty much raised in Canada where there are black people. Which leads me to believe... That chances are Canada's like Canada doesn't have the same race issues and the same like racial division and stuff that we kind of carry here in the US. And I could be wrong about that. I'm going to go ahead and admit that right now. I could be wrong because I've never been to Canada. I don't know. I don't even really know any Canadian people. So that could be a lie in and of itself. But I feel like that's the case. And if it is in fact the case, you can't blame her for imitating the white and black people that she saw when she was around them, especially if that's not nearly as offensive over there because, you know, things aren't as crazy over there. Things aren't as, you know, strenuous or aren't as tense over there. So I don't fault her for any of that. You know, I would hope that, you know, people close to her told her why it may come off as offensive or why it may come off as, you know, kind of weird or condescending. And hopefully she just doesn't do it again. Um, or if she does, she at least explains herself a little bit better. Regardless, Wendy's still my second favorite member. I love her to death. Um, I really hope that one day, you know, if this podcast really grows like that, that maybe I'll get to interview her. Um, I'd like to interview the whole group, but I'd say her just because, you know, we could talk fluently in English between each other. Um, but she's still not my number one. My number one has to go to... Our own little cute, adorable dancing bear, 
Sogi. I have been in love with Sogi from like day two, like when I, you know, could finally differentiate between each of the members. And that's going to sound racist as hell, but it's, I mean, it's the truth. Like I, I had a hard time with some of them. I could tell who Joy was. I could tell who Yeri was. Everyone else I had trouble with. Now I could tell who Wendy was because her hair was different um, at the time. But I had trouble between Sogi and Irene, and then their voices didn't help a whole lot either because I you know, hadn't listened to enough of those songs to establish the differences in their voices. Regardless, I I think I really fell in love with Sogi and Ice Cream Cake. The way, because she she leads like most of the dances. Uh, she has those colored contacts in that just make her eyes pop like crazy. Um, I just, I yeah, I've been a Sogi stan for a while now. Um, I even have a, a black shirt with Sogi's name on it and then, and the number ninety four on it, like it's a jersey. Because um, we were born in the same year, so it was Wendy. That might contribute to why both of them are my top two. But Sogi's a fantastic dancer. She has been getting better as a singer. Um, she just seems so sweet. She seems very down to earth, um, despite you know fans constantly pumping her head of her being like the best dancer in K-pop, which she probably is. Um, I don't know. She seems very friendly. She, her, her her smile is adorable. I love the thing about her monolids where she you know could get them adjusted or fixed per se. Um, like a lot of people in Korea do that have them, but she identified, she saw them as part of who she was and identified that as part of her character and decided to keep them regardless of how weird they might've looked. And it's super adorable when she like puts on like eyeliner or eyeshadow or something. And then she like opens her eyes all the way and then she's gone. Like it's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny because she, you know, is cool with it and she pokes fun at herself about it. So love Sogi to death by far my favorite, like. I would love to meet any of them, but if I met Sogi, I might actually like fangirl, which I don't fangirl over famous people ever, so that would be a new thing for me. Um, so yeah, that's it. I am a Sogi stan. I am team Dancing Bear. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Thank you for listening to the list episode. Um... I had a lot of fun putting this together, um, you know, despite how long it took. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was really fun going back and listening to old songs, watching old performances, watching old videos and stuff, and really thinking to myself, how much do I like this? Um, I love ranking stuff and putting numbers to things and putting things in lists because I'm a dork like that. So, yeah, that's it for the lists. Um and pretty much all we have left to do now is an episode for each member and like i said before i'll be doing it in the same order that i rank them so it will be joy's episode next week and then irene's and then yeri's and then wendy's and then sogi's um i would tell you what those episodes are going to entail if i knew but i don't so i still need to think about that Um, i'll probably think about it over the weekend and really put that together and then tell you guys in next up in the next episode at the beginning what each member's episode is going to entail but i would imagine off the top of my head it's probably going to be something like their best era their worst era um my favorite things about them um 
that's pretty much it. I feel like the best era and worst era is going to take up a decent amount of time because I will need to go over like performances and songs and videos and stuff. So, you know, that's that. We'll have to do a lot more research, but I'm, I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. If it just means watching and listening to Red Velvet all day, every day, then so be it. I won't get tired of it. Anyway, this is about to be two hours of recording time, so hopefully I'll be able to whittle this down some in editing. But that's it. I am starving. I am tired. I am going to go carry on with the rest of my Thursday. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of whatever day this is for you. Um, like I always say, be safe, be happy, do fun things. Go out there and enjoy the summer. Go out there and enjoy the heat or whatever the weather is like, wherever you are, if it's enjoyable. And yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you want. If not, it's cool. You're listening. That's all I can ask of you. Um, so yeah, have a good one. Love you all. And I will see you next week for our joy themed episode. Queen joy. All right. Bye. Love you. But then I'll also give the sixth highest album an honorable mention just in case we were to just in case i was to you know modify the sappy score to include the other three songs i just revealed what album it was yikes okay well that's gonna have to get edited um cool awesome um okay what did i say last what did i say before i said that okay i remember now all right